Welcome to Comedians with Ghost Stories. I'm your host, writer and comedian, Emily Winter. And if you're listening to this in April 2023, I've got one big thing on my mind, and that is One Liner Madness. It is a live comedy show at an amazing outdoor venue in Los Angeles called Little Secret. And we are on Saturday, May 6th, two days before my birthday. I want to throw it around my birthday because it's just my favorite thing in the world. Uh, We are throwing One Liner Madness to raise money for the Pity Committee Animal Rescue. If you follow me on Instagram, I'm at Emily MC Winter. The link is in my bio to get tickets. They're 15 bucks. All proceeds goes to the charity. Let's save a bunch of dogs. The show is my favorite thing in the whole world to throw. It is 64 comedians going head to head in a single elimination March Madness style joke tournament. I am so, so excited. This is the first time we've thrown it in LA. So if you're anywhere nearby, um, please grab a ticket. And if you are on the other side of the country, I'm going to Pittsburgh with the show on June 24th. I also, back to the podcast, I love this episode so, so much. My guest is so, so funny and has such a vulnerable and amazing story. I'm I'm really pumped about this one um, and I hope that you love it. Today on the podcast, I'm super excited to have TV writer and comedian Lisa Curry. Lisa, welcome. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for doing it. I'm so excited. You were just looking up some facts and I'm like, oh, good. What are these facts for? <laughs> uh, yeah, so tell me tell me your ghost, your paranormal story. I'm- I, I'm so excited. Okay, so I will preface this by saying I have had so many people that I'm a very logical person and I like spooky stuff, but I also more than that, I like an actual real solid explanation. I'm the asshole who watches a movie and I'm like, well, that actually (laughs) that's because of this thing. And because the way the sun was setting that day, but like, that's me. Yeah. And I've had so many people tell me, oh, well it was this thing. And then I'm like, well, here's why it's not that thing. And again, and again, and again, I, I am telling you, this was a paranormal experience, and that is all it could have possibly been. That's it. And you are the most skeptical. I am I am the most skeptical. This is a thousand percent a paranormal experience. There's nothing, there's no other way to describe this. I am I am telling you. Okay, so I this was 2017. This is June 2017. Uh, I was working at two restaurants. I was working at one during the week and I was working at uh, another on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Uh, on this pit, like one, the one during the week, I was working at West Hollywood at, at in West Hollywood and my shifts would start at 7 a.m. So it was just like I kind of had not much of a nightlife because I was like, Oh my gosh. I can't work like a seven hour shift on my feet if I'm out or if I'm drinking or whatever. Like I have to actually get sleep for this stupid job that I hate. So I'm living in a studio at the time. It's summer in Southern California. Everything is bright and sunny and notoriously dry. We've just got the first rain in, you know, 40 years or whatever. Uh, It's like (laughs) biblical rain we just got. Yeah. So, um, I'm living in a studio and uh, I'm going to work one morning. I had to be at work at seven. So I get up at like six 15, mm-hmm. just kind of, I had ha- had a completely normal night the night before mm-hmm. I stayed in, watched a little bit of TV, didn't drink, um, go to sleep at like 10. I get out of bed at like six 15, just throw my blankets aside. 
get dressed, go to work. Normal day. Normal morning. So far. Normal morning. I get home around like three o'clock. I am exhausted because I've been on my feet like seven to like two 30 and sorry, everyone in my work clothes. I just kind of crash on the couch Mm -hmm. and take a little nap. Uh, I get up, change, run a couple errands, come back into my house. By now it's like five or 6 PM. Okay. So still bright out. Yeah. Later in the afternoon, I walk into my house again, bright, sunny, beautiful day. Uh, I'm on the phone with somebody and um, I'm like, you know, like you're on the phone, you're kind of like wandering around your house or whatever. I'm on the phone and I walk over to my bed at some point and I like bend over, like, you know, like you kind of, I don't know. I feel like women do this a lot. Like you kind of bend at the waist and like just lean on something. And Mm -hmm. I'm, I go and I like my top half, I lean on my bed and I feel my bed. I'm still on the phone and my bed is soaking fucking wet. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, um, I'm so sorry. I don't remember who I was on the phone with, but I was like, let me call you back. Um, let me call you back. Something weird's going on. Yeah. And I hang up the phone and I stand up and I look at my bed. I have photos of this, by the way, and I will send them to you after we record this. Thank you. I stand up and my bed is fucking soaked. And I'm like, (gasps) what the fuck? What the fuck? Like dripping? Like. Like you can see it in pictures, like wet enough. Like you can see how wet it is in pictures. Oh my God. And I look just, just for everyone to debunk everything. Mm -hmm. At the time I had no pets. Mm-hmm. I've never been a plant person. I do I do not own plants. I had at that that week I had moved my bed just to like rearrange things. So uh my bed, the side of my bed ran alongside my window, but there was like two feet of room in between that. And I had just moved my bed in there. I couldn't figure out a space for uh like a side table. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even have a side table for like a glass of water to be mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't have air conditioning. It was June. It's bright, sunny. It's fucking dry. So the window next to my bed is open. It's, it was always open. And it's seven years I lived there. I don't think I shut the window at all. (laughs) I always had it open and there's curtains in front of the window. Uh, I, I see that the bed is wet. I freak out. I'm like in the whole bed, right? Like not just like a little spot. Like somebody came and dumped a bucket of water on it. Pillows are dry. The bed is wet. So I pull the blankets off. There was two, there was like a light blanket, kind of like a thin blanket. And then like this other kind of gauzy purple blanket and uh, sheets. I pull the blankets off. Here's where it gets even weirder. The blankets, there's like a clump of the blankets that are soaked. The top sheet, soaked. The fitted sheet, soaked. I pull that off. Mattress pad, bone dry. What? Mattress. This makes no sense. Bone dry. Makes no sense. 
no, the number of people, by the way, that have been like, maybe you pissed the bed. Uh, I didn't, I never have in my fucking life. I didn't wet the bed <laughs> when I was a kid. I'm certainly not wetting the bed when I am, you know, in my thirties and sober and having eight hours of sleep. Also, also, if I had wet the bed, it wouldn't have been a goddamn gallon. And if I had <laughs> wet the bed, like, I, again, I had gotten up out of bed at 615 and like, this is at like five or six at night that I right. feel. So like, even if I had wet the bed, it would have been be, dry by then. It would have been dry or like at the worst, like a little bit damp, not wet, wet, wet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it would have gone through to the mattress pad and not Absolutely. like up on top of the blankets that are clumped up in a pile. So I'm like, what the fuck? The mattress pad is dry. The mattress, bone dry. I check under my bed, bone dry. I get up on my bed. I touch the ceiling because I'm like, maybe some weird construction. Mm -hmm. Completely bone dry. I go upstairs. I check the roof, dry. Every, the floor between my my wall or my bed and the uh, wall with the window on it, everything, the windowsill. I look outside. For, first of all, the there was like a little bit of space between me and the building next to me. And it was just cement in between. So it's not like there would have been a gardener like spraying or whatever. Yeah. Also still wouldn't have made sense the way things were wet and dry in layers. Uh, so I'm like, what the fuck is this? At the time, two people have my house keys. My friend, okay. Emily, who lived at the end of my block, uh, I call her and I was like, hey, just checking. <laughs> Did you stop by my apartment for some reason today? And she's like, oh, I'm actually in New York. I'm working right now. Uh, is something up? Do you need something? And I was like, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> uh, yes. And I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that rules out Emily. Uh, the next person that has a set of my keys is my cousin who lived like five blocks up the same road, uh, just past Emily. And uh, she's into like witchcraft and stuff. I mean, she's a, she's a practicing pagan. Her mom was a practice, practicing pagan. Her mom was like a, the, like a Louisiana native Bayou woman, whatever. Okay. So uh, just to give you kind of a flavor. So I call her and I'm like, hey, did you stop at my place at all? And she's like, I've been working downtown all day. What's up? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Um, so this is weird. I was like, I don't know what happened in my apartment. But I tell her everything. I was like, I came home and my bedding is wet. And she immediately, she's one of those people that is like, you don't need to try to convince her. She's like, it's clearly something from the other side. Yeah. So she's like, I, it sounds like somebody came to visit you and was trying to give you a message and can't get it across. Um, and she's like, that's spooky. Cause I'm like, I live alone. And she's like, wash all of your bedding. Uh, and then tonight, which I'm like, yeah, of course. Um, (laughs) I don't want ghost pee on my bed. Yeah. 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 And she goes, make your bed. And then when you go to sleep tonight, she's like, just say out loud, just like talk to whomever you think it might be. And I was like, I don't know who the fuck it would be. I'm washing my bedding. I'm on the phone with another friend telling them. And then I remember something I witnessed a week prior. (laughs) So the week before then, I was at my other restaurant job. 
downtown mm-hmm. at this restaurant called Ledlow, uh, downtown LA, which I miss. Downtown LA, for those who don't live in LA, is not like a regular downtown. It's spooky. There's no one there somehow. There's like little clusters where there's people. It feels like for anyone in like Gen X or like earlier Gen Z, it feels like the mall you used to go to when you were in high school that you go to now. And there's like only a Sephora and the rest is a ghost town. And it's fucking bizarro. I love that comparison. It is so (laughs) apt for how spooky downtown LA feels. Yeah. There was energy here and now there's no more. Yeah. Yeah, now and they're just like, like trying to build guy. it out, but they can't figure it out. And they'll yeah. add like one cool bar in the arts district. And then there's like a long ass strip where you're just like, I can't walk here alone at night. Yes, yes. <laughs> and the next cool bar is like 15 blocks away. It's like, okay, uh, no, thank you. Super eerie. Um, yeah. So the week prior to this incident, I go into my restaurant job there. I'm also early shift there. I'm setting up the restaurant. So it's like me, I'm in the front of the house and the only other employees there are in the kitchen. So there, we're not have like, we're not having the same morning. I'm solo. I'm doing my own thing. Um, and the building I'm in is the corner of it. It was on fourth and spring. It was an incredible restaurant. I miss it so much. I miss the fucking food. Um, and the, the walls, the exterior walls facing forth in spring were floor to ceiling windows and not mm-hmm. like windows that open, just like, just glass all mm-hmm. the way. Um, so, so you can see what's going out on, on, yeah. on the street. Yeah. 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 People can see like me setting up the restaurant, like I'm a, a in a museum. <laughs> 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 and, uh, I, I say that to say like, I'm sealed in there. Okay. And it's like another bright, nice, sunny day the front door is locked because we're not open yet. I'm setting up. I'm also listening to the audiobook. The body keeps the score. So I, this is kind of a weirdly popular book, but the book is about how, like when you experience trauma, when you're a child, it, your body hangs onto it as physical pain later. So it'll be like, mm-hmm. Hey, remember that time you witnessed a car accident when you were five, that's why your kneecap hurts. It's fucking bizarre. And it's like real, it's true science. Um, but I've it heard, like, talks about trauma and stuff. I heard this podcast where this guy got hit, went, hit in his stomach when he was a child. And then he like lost all this weight as an adult, but couldn't lose it in his stomach and went to a hypnotist who talked to the cells and said, it's okay. You don't have to like add extra padding around the what? stomach. He's not going to get hit in the stomach again. And then he like lost all this weight. So yeah, that, that kind of stuff, right? It's crazy. And it is real. I know it sounds cuckoo, but it's real science because Mm -hmm. guess what your brain is really powerful and incredible um so i'm listening to this book all of this to say like if somebody does walk by the restaurant or if like a car goes by and honks i don't hear it because Uh i audiobook in my ears walls sealed on the door is not open yet Mm -hmm. yeah all of it so i'm setting up the restaurant and i see a fire truck come down fourth and turn on to spring and pull up in front of the building directly di- diagonal from us, which is a five-story brick building. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching because like, I don't know, out of is curiosity. Is it like residential building? I think so. Okay. I th- I'm almost, so I want to say yes, and I but I don't know yeah. for sure. Um, so the fire truck pulls up. I'm just kind of like half watching because- why not? What else? Right. I'm 
fucking setting down forks and knives right now. So I'm watching and I'm looking for a fire also because I'm like, why is the, why are they here? Then they put up the ladder. They put it all the way to the roof. So it's the the roof of this um, five-story building. I don't think I've ever seen a fireman's ladder that big or, yeah. 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 That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, especially like I've spent my entire adulthood in Los Angeles where I'm like, we don't have humongous skyscrapers i mean like a fucking right a 20 story building is like oh my god they did it they really did it 20 stories here you know (laughs) yeah um so they put the ladder up again just watching out of curiosity because now i'm wondering like am i not seeing the fire somehow because what are they doing so some firefighters get out and uh one guy is loaded up with a ton of gear Mm -hmm. and he starts making his way up the ladder so now i'm like really invested because i'm like what the fuck is this yeah and i see him and he's going along and i can't stop watching him because i'm like you see firefighters do their shit all the time on the news or whatever or like you know maybe you see something in real life and they move quickly and they've got everything down and they're pros and they don't they don't seem like they're struggling at all this guy seems like he's struggling this guy seems like like i'm like it's like if i were to put on that equipment and try to go up that ladder like he's really working hard and i'm like that's fucking weird Mm -hmm. you know Um, like is this your first time buddy yeah yeah so I'm watching him go up and he gets level with like he's like between the third and the fourth floor maybe and he slips and I'm like oh god (gasps) like he slips and he catches himself and then he like braces himself for a minute and like takes a beat and now I'm really invested because I'm like fuck oh Oh my my God." god yeah you just almost saw a man fall off a building yeah yeah. And it's like my, my dad and brothers and uncles and cousins, they're all iron workers and they've literally seen people fall off of beams to then watch them fly past them and fall to their death. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just hyper tuned into like people working uh, yeah. in heights, you know? Um, so he, he catches himself. He takes a beat. He keeps going. He is now level with like the fifth floor. He's almost to the roof. And he slips a tiny bit and then it looks like he just lets go and falls back and he tumbles through the air backwards. And I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? He tumbles through the air backwards and slams down on the top of the fire truck. And it (gasps) is so loud. It is so loud. I hear it because he's got like whatever gear on. I hear it through the windows over the audiobook. It's like, boom. And I was like, whoa. Oh my God. What the fuck? Horrible. Horrible. I, there's no, no one else is outside. It's just the firefighters. It's a ghost town. And I see the other firefighters like run to the truck because they are kind of standing around it. And I stop the book and I run up to the host stand. I tell the host had just gotten in. She's like putting the menus together. And I was like, oh my God, I just saw a firefighter fall like this. And I'm telling her and she's like, what the fuck? And I was like, I don't know. And I like stepped outside and I'm kind of watching and like, it's hard to tell what's going on. And then like 
the restaurant is about to open. So I have to get back in. I come back in, uh, you know, an ambulance comes, there's a lot of commotion, whatever the, I don't know if it was like the fire chief or somebody, whoever was the person in charge there comes to the host stand because he sees the building with all the windows and asks like, Hey, did anyone here witness what happened? And she was like, Mm -hmm. actually, yeah. So they come and they get me and the guy takes down my information. He's like, thanks so much. He's like, you're the only person aside from the firefighters who saw what happened. So we're going to be contacting you. And I'm like, okay. That was a Saturday morning, I think, or a Sunday morning. You can, whoever's listening to this can pull up the article and they can find this. They can fact check this. So it was a Saturday or Sunday morning, Monday morning, the fire chief and the detective contact me and they're like, can we come to your house and interview you? And I was like, uh, sure. So they come to my house and they tell me, uh, that the firefighter, uh, who I watched fall, he, he was a 29 year old gentleman named Kelly Wong and he had just joined the force. Is that what it is? I don't I know. Yeah, it's, it's a police force. It's a, What's a group of firefighters called? Oh. Murder? Uh, <laughs> a murder. <laughs> he had just joined oh. the squad. Uh, <laughs> he was on the team. He had just made yeah. the team. Mm-hmm. He was, uh, yeah, he was doing tryouts. Um, he was actually doing a training drill. And uh, that's what I was witnessing. So and he, they, he passed away from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He was doing a training drill and he just, it was uh, a little much, I guess. And the detective and the fire chief told me they're like, he's not going to make it. They're like, he's on life support right now. They're just waiting for his family to all get into town and to like gather around and say their goodbyes. Um, And then they're going to pull the plug. And they had me tell them every single detail because they're like, we, we want to log all of this to try to prevent this from happening in the future. What was worse, what made it more sad for me, besides him being 29, is I later found out he was newly married. He had an infant. Oh. He just become a father. And he specifically requested to work in downtown LA around uh in and around Skid Row which Skid Row I think is probably nationally famous uh for the homeless population he wanted to help the less fortunate that's so So sweet at at that area oh my god um so uh if anyone's looking this up again it's Kelly Wong uh the article firefighter 29 dies 2 days after fall from aerial ladder in downtown Los Angeles it is dated Monday June 5th 2017 I'll send you this in the chat um so fast forward to a week later when i had this paranormal experience can I just ask one? Do you think Absolutely. he meant to fall? Like he didn't mean to fall. No, no, no. no. I don't like, think so. I yeah. think the it looked cr- when he because he slipped, and then when he did fall, he like you could you could see how fucking shaken he was because he did take a long beat to like 
pull himself back together after he slipped. When he did fall, it looked like he just simply let go and tumbled backwards. Like you would when you're skydiving and you fall backwards out of the plane or like when you're scuba diving the weight of his stuff that he was that was he was wearing just sort of took him okay yeah I think absolutely it was the weight of the stuff I mean because by then he had been carrying it for so like he was almost to the roof he was almost to the very top you know oh my god it was it was later that evening like I was because I kept trying to think like what the fuck could this possibly be and I'm washing my bedding and putting everything back together and I'm like talking to another friend on the phone about it and all of a sudden it hit me I was like oh my god it was it's water it's well I I watched a firefighter die Mm -hmm. a week ago and I got in bed that night and I was like hey um Kelly uh, I, I was like, I, I don't know how, what to say to you. I was like, I, I don't know if you're trying to like get a message to someone. I was like, you know, I know you have a wife and a baby and, uh, you know, friends and family. And I'm like, I, um, I, I don't, I wouldn't mind passing out a message. I, I, I would like to help you if I can. I was like, but I am scared shitless. I'm like, I live alone this can't be how you send me a message. I was like, I don't know how else you can do it, but there has to be another way. I'm like, this can't be it. I don't know how to help you with this. And uh, that was it. And I went to sleep and everything was normal. I I lived in this building, by the way, I lived there for seven years. If I can tell you my address now, it doesn't matter. 747 (laughs) Wilcox Avenue in Los Angeles. 90038. <laughs> I say this because the building is kind of historical too. It's a, it was built in the 1920s. It was built by Paramount for actor housing. Anyway, it was, it was a, like a cool art deco building. And like, it was all these little studios with like um, Murphy beds and it was oh, like cool. Egyptian theme. Like there's hieroglyphics. on. So all of this to say I had lived there for years by then. And I was dying to witness a paranormal experience because I was like, yeah, some kind of ghost something because I'm like ooh I'm in this spooky old building and like you know these big actors used to live here and like right. there was a number of famous people had lived there over the years um Adam Lambert lived there a few years before I moved in uh amazing I moved in in it would have been 2013 yeah October 2013 this was June 2017 so like yeah, you want some like silent movie ghosts to like start throwing your dishes around or something. Absolutely. Like, give me something. I yeah. want Buster Keaton to appear in my mirror. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and I, I got nothing. And then this happened, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Oh my god! Nothing happened before then. Nothing happened since then. I have, ne- I have traveled all over the world. I have been in some of the spookiest places i've been all over salem i've been in like you know thousands of years old ruins i have never before or since experienced any sort of ghost experience or paranormal experience ever i I am sorry there's no other explanation no and it's so kind of like beautiful because that's yeah that's his tool that's the tool of his trade as water and then you yeah. just like have this experience where your bed is soaking. That's 
wild and so fucking weird I wonder if he was like okay sorry to have bothered you like what you know (laughs) like oh I'm scaring you okay help whoopsie daisy yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh my gosh well maybe he maybe the message was just for you anyway you know maybe it was like hey I know you saw me die but I'm cool you know what that never even occurred to me that it was that's so funny that you say that yeah maybe because I mean it was really upsetting I went to I mean obviously it was upsetting yeah by the way, second person I've watched die. Oh my God. I recommend it. Um, the first person I actually watched them take their last breath. Uh, that was something else. Um, but this- Was that like this family case, hospital or no? Like different? Uh, this was a guy who had year, years before then, I was driving home from a, <laughs> I was driving home from a show. I was actually driving my now very good friend, Dan, home. Uh, my friend, Dan Fountain- he was at the bar and I was like, I was performing at Improv Olympic in Hollywood, uh, which no longer exists. Um, and after my show, I went into the bar and my friend Dan was there with his friend and his friend had left him. They had ridden together and then his friend left with some girl. And then Dan and I were talking and he's like, Hey, I know I just met you, but would you mind giving me a ride home? I live close by. And I was like, yeah, no problem. Like we were just chit chatting. And we go up Vine and went to turn east onto Vine where where Franklin goes under the freeway, mm-hmm. under the 101. And in the middle of the road, there is a man on his back. We were the first people to pull up. Oh. And weirdly, if you know the comedian Ahmed Ahmed, he was the second person to pull up. Oh. But he didn't. we didn't know each other at the time. And then yeah. I met him years later and I was like, oh, we saw a dead body together. And he was like, I need you to elaborate. Um, <laughs> He's like, which one? You're like a comic. He's like, creepy <laughs> opener. What the fuck? Uh, but that guy, I had found out later, he was drunk driving and he was, he didn't have, um, he was like an older Mexican gentleman. He was drunk driving on the 101, didn't have insurance, wrecked his car, hit the center divider, freaked out because he didn't have insurance, ran and jumped off the side of the freeway more than likely thinking that it was like grass below or thinking like it wasn't it wasn't a drop down uh and landed on his back and he was breathing but just barely when we were there we called an ambulance they pulled up oh my god put a sheet over him right away oh and that one didn't fuck me up as much because i'm like he's older he was drunk driving. I mean, not that look, look, uh, not that you deserve to die if you're driving drunk, but no, like but- the, the, the chasm between that and like 29 year old man with a baby who's like trying to help the less fortunate is fucking yeah. e- horrific. Um, oh, after the, after the incident, after I interviewed with the fire chief and a detective from the department, they gave me a business card to a counselor. And they have they have counseling for anyone who witnessed something involved in a fire, just like for regular people. The, there's a counseling service also for firefighters, but like for anyone else, it's just like free sessions to come in and talk about it. And I went in and like wailed. I cried so hard for an hour. I couldn't because oh I just felt like overwhelming guilt. And then I only went in the once because I felt like, weirdly even though I didn't have a therapist at the time and I don't now I felt like uh this isn't this resource isn't meant for me to use so I just never went in again I just went for the one session which didn't heal it 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that's very common. Um, my boss recently passed away and at work, all, they always have um, people on hand to talk to now. But they're like, all of you don't think that you deserve to come and talk about your how sad you are because you weren't the closest person to him because Isn't there was always somebody closer and I totally had that feeling and I still have not used the I think I went for one 10 minute session and I was like yeah I'm sad and then like, that, <laughs> and like of course I could you know of course it's good to talk about it but I have I never use it so I totally get it I don't know there's weird like um competitive grieving you know yeah it's strange and then people who aren't involved or affected in any way show up and they're like oh my god and then I think that our people like you and I our fear is that we're going to appear that way so then we're like well we can't mourn at all then yes and it's like okay well you either don't even know the person and you're losing your mind or you knew them and you're like well I guess I can't say anything right no it's it's so weird it's so prescient that you were listening to the book the body keeps the score right Cause it's, this is the type of thing that your body would manifest pain in some way. And like, God, fuck yes, exactly. Why didn't I, like, I was, I knew there was an irony, but I like, wasn't grasping it. I think because I just haven't really processed this, you know, it's funny. I never returned to that, that book. I still, I have the audiobook, and I've, that's- I mean, that was 2017. So that's it's almost, it's coming up on six years ago. I, I'm still like, I Mm, I can't that is fascinating and but also I wonder if he was like listen you don't have to worry about your kneecap hurting because I have um, yeah I have handled it by making your bed wet and everything's fine you know yeah he's like I put, I I put out that emotional bed. fire sort yeah. of which is sounds like very sweet which sounds like the kind of guy he was that's, not, that's a really sweet way to say it like I put out the emotional fire that is really sweet. I just emailed you, by the way, the photos. There's three Thank photos you. you'll see. And it I'm going to post it when I post this pod. It's, that is. Uh, so having this experience, being a skeptic, and then having this experience, does it change how you feel about either the afterlife or ghosts or, yeah, spirituality? Um, For me, I would say, even with all my skepticism, it is something I've always believed in. I just mm-hmm. didn't believe every case I hear because I'm like, you can't, you know, I had a relative tell me there's fairies living in her house, moving her things around. And I'm like, or you're stoned from dawn till dusk. Um, <laughs> and you can't remember where you put things. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So it's, I feel like it's probably the latter. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I have a, I have a little uh, phone fairy that leaves my, uh, my iPhone in, ubers um Mm -hmm. yeah 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 it's It's not me it's definitely the fairy exactly Uh, yeah um if anything it provides a lot of comfort because I don't I'm not religious I don't believe in god but weirdly I believe in like spirits and I believe in like I don't pray but I'll sometimes talk to like a dead friend or a dead relative um and I I think it's 99% me comforting myself, but there is also a piece of me that's like, they're listening. Cause I'm like, your soul doesn't go anywhere. Your, your soul is not tangible. It's not made of atoms. It's mm-hmm. not, it can't go anywhere. And things just move, things just take different form. Even when you mm-hmm. die, 
you just turn into fucking dirt or whatever. Listen, if in, there's probably some scientists listening going, and no, it's not dirt. <laughs> whatever, whatever it is, you don't you don't disappear. You turn into different material. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and I think that just the same as like you can you can walk into 15 abandoned houses with no backstory and all of a sudden you walk into one and you're like, oh God. Yeah. The energy in here is so fucked up. And it's like, that's not, there's something being held within the walls. That's what that is. It's not imaginary. So you're like, I don't necessarily believe in God, but energy is real. Yeah. Yeah. So are you you agnostic, but not atheist? I guess so. No. Atheist is the most extreme. You, when you die, you're dead. That's it. There's no more. Yeah. No, not really. I mean, I think like your body's done. I don't like to say I'm one thing. I mean, whatever. I don't typically say I'm one thing or another because I feel like if I say I'm atheist that like conjures up all the like militant atheists that are like, yeah, there is no God. And I'm like, okay, everybody calm down. If somebody wants to believe in God, it's fine. I'm not like mad about it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I'm not like somebody that's screaming at people like there is no God. You're so dumb. (laughs) You know, it's like, okay. If, if you believe in that there's like energy that you can't see, then this kind of this experience sort of fits into that. I, yeah, I think. absolutely. Like, yeah. Amazing. Holy cow. How do you feel about right. it now? Um, Weirdly, still guilt. There's still like, and look, I know his family's going to be taken care of forever because he like, you know, had uh, because they have insurance for this kind of stuff and pensions and whatever. But there is a huge part of me that's like, okay, one day when I am really successful, I would love to like set up a college account for his kid or something and just kind of like secretly help his widow. I mean, she may have, she's probably remarried or something by now. Like she probably has a uh, a more settled life by now, but. um, Why do you think you feel guilt? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Um, I think maybe just like the helplessness of it, just like watching Mm -hmm. somebody die. Mm -hmm. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do in the afterward besides be like, this is how he fell. Hopefully you can prevent it from happening the same exact way again. Like Mm -hmm. there, there was also, there was a big parade in downtown LA and I could not bring myself to go to it like parade you know like a mournful parade yeah. afterwards yeah uh because he was also just like beloved and I'm like I can't soak in any more of this um, right right but everybody grieves in their own way I mean I don't think yeah. it's weird that you feel guilt but I also feel like confronting helplessness is so hard but it's also like there's literally like like you you don't predict the future. You couldn't have yeah. known. And even if you could have, what would you, I mean, I'm sure you would have run out there and tried to say something like, come down. I'm having a bad feeling, yeah. but you know, it's not, it, I think it's makes sense, but it's also not, it's, you couldn't have saved this guy, you yeah. know, that was going to happen. And it's so horrible and it's such a sad story. And it's, I think it's like kind of beautiful that like the, then you had yeah. this paranormal experience. But yeah. That's a really sweet way to see it. Yeah. It's, yeah. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I like, I feel like we're getting, we're getting deep because I just, I mean, I think it's so normal, but I'm like, you shouldn't have that feeling. Don't feel bad. Maybe that's him telling you like, don't feel bad. Um, Wow. 
this is this was like a fascinating fascinating story with a crazy backstory sorry oh, that you carry this around <laughs> you know I hope his kid is doing good and his widow is doing good and you know hope his family has found some peace that's really all I can I don't know that's it yeah 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 it's oh wow what a story that's incredible um lisa where can people find you all over the internet and plug anything you would like to plug and say anything about yourself that you would like to say um well hit me with your address i'll visit you via water um (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna go wet some beds around town (laughs) yeah yeah i am wednesday i will be in warsaw i'm doing some shows across poland Uh, oh that's so cool do you speak polish I did when I was a kid, but I lost it. I mean, I know like a few things like happy birthday and good morning and thank you and grandma and grandpa. Uh, Nothing to get me any fucking wear. Also, nobody listening is going to get this, but right behind me, you see this tiny little trophy. That is a second place Polish princess. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I didn't know I was talking to a Polish princess. Where is that from? Um, Some competition in northwest indiana because like uh chicago i grew up just like 45 minutes out of downtown chicago me and, too where are you uh, from oh a little town called cedar lake okay i'm from palis heights it's by like orland park oh, okay or, yeah. yeah i mean you know so many polish people in very chicago. polish yeah so many but yeah i'll be in poland i don't think i have well what do i have i don't have any other gigs in the states for a minute um uh anyhow please find me on instagram that's all i ask uh my instagram excuse me i post all my stuff on there my own podcast um shows cool travel stuff i post tons and tons of travel photos and videos and the next i i've poland london i'm doing a big festival in wales at the end of the month um and then I have Spain and Portugal that I'm going to for gigs through the end of May. Oh so you're going to want to follow me on Instagram. And my Instagram is Olympian Lisa Curry, because there is an Olympic gold medalist named Lisa Curry and she took our name. So I took Olympian. <laughs> I love that so much. That's Thank hilarious. You. Olympian Lisa Curry. Um, that is incredible. Have a blast on all of your foreign gigs. That's amazing. And thank it makes you. comedy sound a little bit glamorous. So thank you for doing that <laughs> hard work because it's very hard to do. Um, yeah. Thanks. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to Comedians with Ghost Stories. If you liked this podcast, please rate and review it. And you can follow me on social media at Emily MC Winter on Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, thanks.